Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick begins Lesson 1 in the two-part Holy Spirit series. In this series, he teaches us about the person and office of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. In it, he answers questions about who the Holy Spirit is and how he works in our lives. He also addresses the office of the Holy Spirit and his involvement. In this series, he teaches us about the person and character of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. He answers questions about who the Holy Spirit is and how he works in our lives. He also addresses the office of the Holy Spirit and his involvement in situations we encounter. Finally, he will make important distinctions between the infilling and the indwelling of the Spirit. This message was taught at the City of Hope Church in Manchester, Kentucky. On this broadcast, Brother Rick begins by giving us an overview of the two-part series and then reads his text taken from Acts chapter 1 verse 8 and Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2. Then he illustrates the triune nature of God by using a triangle for God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and brings us three attributes of the Godhead. He'll conclude this session with the first of three things that distinguish man from other creatures. And now, here's Brother Rick. Well guys, it's a joy to be with you this morning. And I want to just start out by saying I appreciate everyone who put forth the effort to be here this morning. Uh, Mark was talking about the crowd not being all that uh, that he wished it was. And the truth of the matter is, years ago, the Lord showed me something about a crowd. I was preaching at Mary State uh, University, and uh, the first night I showed up, I went there because of kids at our church. We had a church of about 500 membership, and they told me, Brother Rick, we need somebody on campus, man, that we can identify with. Well, I went, and none of them come. And I don't want to uncommon. They did exactly what young people do. They didn't show up. And what ended up happening was another class showed up that had lost a teacher. And I said, you're at the right place. I've lost my class. So I taught them for the next four years. And there was a huge group that showed up. And uh, there was 26 that night. And I was so excited. The next week I prepared and studied, prepared, and thought, man, we're taking off. We've doubled in a week. And I showed up. There was one guy. And I said to him, I said, listen, we're just going to have prayer. I'm not going to preach tonight. I'm just going to have prayer. And we're going to go home. And the Lord whipped me for 25 miles back to the house and told me I gave you a man and a message. And you forgot to give the message to the man. That's the last time I worried about how many people I stood before. So today, don't even let that cross your mind. If you were here alone, I'd dump the whole wagon load on you, okay? So I'm here this morning to teach you what the Lord has given me on the Holy Spirit. It's going to be basic. I apologize that we're unable to show you on PowerPoint. The screen has kind of come loose. And so it's going to require me to slow down a little bit and for you to write a lot. I hate that, that you're going to have to take so many notes. But I encourage you to get paper and pen because I learned many years ago that a short pencil is better than a long memory. You cannot remember everything I'm going to go over. Uh, in fact, Debbie told me last night that I am one ambitious guy because of what I intend to try to cover in our session this morning. <laughs> she said, God help him. But anyway, I want you to look in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, and uh, I want to teach you some basics 
on knowing the Holy Spirit. Who He is is what I'm going to talk about this morning. I want to talk about who He is, and then I want to talk about how He works in the life of the believer. I want to talk about the office work of the Holy Ghost, and I'm going to give you more points than a porcupine. So I'm going to tell you up front, we're going to have to write down some things, and I will try to slow down. I want this to be a very open, casual situation. If I'm teaching something and you don't understand it, please don't let me just bat the air, okay? Uh, say, Rick, you lost us, Bubba, and I will go back because it's not going to do me any good to teach something you're not learning. In fact, all I'm going to teach today is what you learn. <laughs> okay? So I want us to go through this slowly, and, and we're going to talk a little bit. But in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, it says, But you shall receive power after, everybody say after, after. the Holy Ghost has come. And here's the thing you need to circle in this scripture. Upon you. Upon you. Say that with me. Upon you. Now, why? That ye might be witnesses. Notice it didn't say that you may give a witness, but rather that you may be a witness. I, I like what St. Francis of Assisi said. He said, share the gospel everywhere you go, and if you have to, use some words. <laughs> In other words, our life ought to be the gospel. Amen. Amen. The Bible says that we're the workmanship of God. We're His poem is actually what it means. In other words, we're the expression of His grace. They ought to see us and see the evidence that His will is good, acceptable, Amen. and perfect. And that's actually how Romans 12, 2 says, where it says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But it begins by saying, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service. And then it says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then this is how it actually translates, that you may become the living proof, exhibit A in the courtroom of life, that his will is still acceptable. In other words, if it don't work as an import, there ain't no sense exporting it. It has to be visible in our life. And so the Holy Spirit has come to strengthen our weaknesses, to make us a witness of his perfect will. So it ain't one of them things do what I say is not what I do. It's literally a thing of being the exhibit A. And then he says that you may be witnesses unto me. Now notice the word both. I'm going to have you circle some things that seem strange. Both. Because so many people think it's in Jerusalem first then move out to Judea then move out to... No. He included the word both to say that we ought to be sowing the gospel in all areas simultaneously. <laughs> That's why both is put in there. That we may be witnesses unto him both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the earth. It's like a truck farmer is what I call it. Truck farmer, you know, he has a greenhouse. If he's really a big time farmer, he's raising plants. Then he has a truck patch. Then he has a garden. Then he has a crop. And if you visualize that, that's exactly what we ought to be doing. We ought to be raising up little plants so we can replant. Everybody know what I'm talking about? So we can raise a garden and have an effect on our family and then raise a crop so we can have an effect on the world. And so it ought to go on simultaneously. Now, let's pray here. We're going to get started. Father, right now in Jesus' name, I already witness your presence and that's why we're here. We're here for you. <laughs> it's all about you. And we pray right now in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would give us ears to hear and understanding hearts. Lord, hide me that I can speak what you would give me to speak, Lord, and keep me from speaking anything of my own mind. 
And Father, right now in Jesus' name, make our hearts fertile to receive your seed, bring forth fruit to your kingdom, and glory to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody in agreement together said, Amen. Amen. Let me begin by saying who the Holy Spirit is. In fact, He is a person. And so many times we refer to Him as a force. And how many of you know that even in the natural sense, if you refer to somebody as an it, it's very, very insulting. Now, there is people that I have not been able to tell. So help me, that's a God's honest truth. Uh, I have met some pats, as they say, you know, you don't know what pats stand for male or female, and, and they got their hair cut. And I know one time I asked this lady to come and help me only to discover his name was Ronnie. I had no idea. <laughs> so sometimes it's hard to tell what, <laughs> what you're dealing with. But I want you to understand that to call him the Holy Spirit, it. You're just saying that you just recognize him as a force and not as a person. Right. Let me tell you something. He is God. That's right. Yeah. And what I want you to do is I want you to draw a little triangle. And we're going to begin by talking about who he is. Okay. In this triangle, it has three sides. And I want you to write on each side. On one side, I want you to write Father. Okay. On the other slant, I want you to write Son. And on the bottom, I want you to write Holy Spirit. And then in the middle of the triangle, I want you to write God. Because what you have to understand is our God is a triune God. Okay. So what you need to understand is it's God the Father. Everybody say God the Father. God the Son. And God the Holy Spirit. Has anybody read the book Heaven is for Real? It's an account of Colton Burpo, a four-year-old boy that went to heaven in an appendix surgery operation. Tremendous book. Man, Deb, all my kids have read it. It's an incredible book. But he gives a description of the Holy Spirit of what he saw in heaven. And man, it was just beautiful. It was beautiful coming from the mouth of a baby. And here's what he said. He said, Jesus sits right here. And he said, in the middle is God the Father. He's really big, but boy, he loves you. <laughs> and then it said, but the Holy Spirit is everywhere. He's everywhere. Boy, He is. Amen. And He was talking about sitting in the presence of the Lord. And his daddy quizzed him and said, well, who's on the left hand side? I love this. He said, Daddy, that's the easy one. He said, it's Gabriel. He said, he's waiting to come in to the Father. How many of you know that's exactly what he's doing? He's waiting to come and receive the church. So what you got to understand is the Holy Spirit is everywhere. It's the Spirit of God. But here's three statements I want you to get. Number one, He is co-equal with God. Now, I know that the Son and the Spirit reverence the Father. But what you've got to understand is reverencing somebody doesn't make you less than who they are. It's you making them greater than who you are. It's a sign of humility. If I bow before you, the intent of bowing is not to make you taller, but to make me lower. Okay, so the Holy Spirit by choice bows to the desire of Jesus and the Father, but don't think for a moment that the Holy Spirit's not God. Amen. That's why we pray, oh Lord, touch us this morning. Father, touch us. Holy Spirit It's equally right to pray to either. They're God. You understand what I'm saying? So the triune God is co-equal. Secondly, they're coexistent. They're always at being. 
I know Jesus was born in a manger and placed in a manger in Bethlehem, but listen, before he was, he was. I mean, they know this truth. Before he came in human form, he was the Word of God. He was in the Amen. beginning with God. Amen. The Bible tells us that in John 1. Second, you need to understand that the Holy Spirit was hovering, the Bible says, over the earth, waiting the command of the Father in creation. He has always been. He always will be. He's God. He's co-equal. He's co-existent. And then the third part is he's co-eternal. And so you need to understand who he is and refer to him as he. I believe one of the biggest tragedies we've experienced in the church is we have reduced the Holy Spirit to a force. That's right. Amen. And we have used Him, and may I say misused Him, Amen. without recognizing who He was. How many of you hate to be used by somebody and not appreciate for who you are? Amen. Everybody does. And we need to understand who He is first before we go any farther. And each one of us need to understand He has a personality. Now, what, what separates us from every other creature? There's three things that distinguish you as a being. The first one is your knowledge. How many of you know we, we know things that monkeys don't know? That's why I don't believe we're descendants of monkeys. I believe God created us different. How many of you believe that? Amen. You know, it, don't take a, it takes more faith to believe we come from some big bank somewhere, <laughs> ooze down on ground and climb the tree Thus we be. I mean, that's hard to imagine. <laughs> Not hard for me to imagine at all that a designer created us in his image. That's, that don't take near the faith of that oozing thing. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page, or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's afruitfullife.org. Thanks for listening.